The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody and welcome to my favorite time of the year for the panel discussion. It is Spooktober. I am one of your hosts, Greg Knowlton, and I am joined by the whole gaggle of jerks. I was going to say a different word, <laughs> but I am joined by three of my favorite people today, starting with... Hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> this is Will, last name Smith, at the Wild Wild West. <laughs> Wiki Wild. <laughs> Knock knock. Wiki wiki. Who's 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 at that door? Dishes. Dishes. Who? Dishes. Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I had my way with Taylor Swift a while back there, and let me tell you something. Actually, I'm not going to say anymore, guys. It's great to be back here. Thanks for having me. A little, bla- little blast from the past. I know. Porcupine Jones in the house. Porcupine Jones is back, man. I'm ready to attack with my quills of justice. And they are tipped in cyanide. So I mean business and I'm playing for keeps. <laughs> Sean, I'm just happy you're back after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I mean, you Sean. killed it as quarter main. <laughs> I had to retire after that, but I was really bad. Whoa, shit. That's a, oh. You turned down Gandalf for that role. I think you made yes. the right choice. <laughs> I right choice, 100%. 100%. I absolutely agree. Did wonders for my career. Well, I mean, and legacy. Yeah, that's why you left because you're like, I don't get this anymore. And this <laughs> like, I just left to slap the shit out of my wife. Oh, there you go. Swear jar. Swear jar. <laughs> Swear jar. <laughs> What's the timestamp on that? <laughs> Three minutes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm actually glad. This is the first time we've actually all been together. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, you know, Greg is just I've... a talking floaty head right now. Um, but Ellie's talking all together. This is the panel discussion team that we tried to put together back in Jesus January. Something January. happened. <laughs> something happened in the world. I don't know what it was. Okay, something but... happened in the world. Something happened in my world. And, and yeah, so now we're kind of together. But then Greg had to go have himself a baby. Now he's at now he's at home behind a computer. I can't see him. I can't smell him. I can't touch him. You don't want to smell me right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ezra has marked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has. Uh, so so yeah, this is the squad, and uh, we're we're very excited to be uh, you know strong, strong woman, strong. strong. <laughs> All right, Greg. I, I think you got some news for us, right? I do. So what is it? What uh, is Marvel, it? <laughs> Marvel has been failing, in my opinion, at the comic book events. They, you know, they just did War of the Realms with the Asgard storyline, and then they just did Empire, which I heard nothing but bad things about. But they're doing an event that I'm very excited for. Uh, Donnie Cates has been writing Venom for a while now, and honestly, it's one of my favorite comics that exists. Um, the King in Black is coming out. And it is a full cross event about um, Null, the god of the symbiotes, basically, who was written um, for through Donny Cates' Venom, um, has been a huge part of it. And he's going to tie a bunch of different characters together. There's going to be um, a Spider Woman event, a Spider Man event, a five 
issue Namor story where he's a kid. Um, so it's I'm super excited for this event. And my favorite story or uh, issue that they've announced is the Doctor Doom Iron Man crossover, where it is Doom and Iron Man versus Symbiote Santa Claus. So <laughs> I'm super excited for this event. It's starting in December. Uh, I can't wait. So yeah, I, I'm super. The, it, the King in Black, it's called. I, Null is probably one of the best villains that they've been able to create in a long time. I don't feel like there's been a new iconic villain in a while. Um, and he's one I'm, I love to see and I think could very easily get a big screen treatment um, in the future. It's, so I'm yeah. excited to see him on the page. Man, I, that's a lot to handle right now. That sounds really cool, but I miss the good old days when it was just like Spider-Man, Venom was a bad guy, then some yeah. asshole named Carnage showed up. Like, and then they just went out of control. Yeah, like, not was, anymore. Yeah, it's insane. The symbiote is huge. Way too much. And now you got Santa. That sounds like a lot of fun. Does he look like yeah. Krampus? That's they what haven't I was showed gonna... him. All right. <laughs> is now... he going to take children in a sack and beat them with a stick in said sack? The cover is just like Doom and Iron Man. And then Santa flying over the top of them in the back. Now, what <laughs> happened to the reindeer? What I want to know they, is. They're, they're also there. Are they symbiote reindeer? I hope so. I want to see Rudolph with some symbiote powers. That'd be pretty cool. No one's going to leave them away out of those, those reindeer games anymore, man. Yeah. It's not going to get bullied anymore. <laughs> not at no, all. No, sir. Not at all. Mm-mm. And, you know, it, I, I'm picturing like Hermes going to get a symbiote suit, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dentist. <laughs> We're a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Yukon. <laughs> Can you imagine him with that picture? The bumble? Symbiotes don't bounce. It's gone off the rails. We want our silver. <laughs> and that's our show. <laughs> I, I, but like, I mean, I, they have gotten crazy with the symbiotes. I mean, I, yeah. I was at the, the store the other day. They had like all these symbiote toys for like a symbiote wave. And oh, yeah. you got Scream, you got Toxin, you got Antivenom. Is that even a symbiote? I don't even know. Antivenom yes. is a symbiote. Yeah. It's crazy. He, he's actually, I don't know. Do you know his origin at all? I was surprised when I first learned about him. Anti- Venom tried to reattach itself to Eddie Brock, and then Antivenom just showed up inside Brock. Oh, okay. It's, it's Eddie Brock, oh, like, he, like he built like anti- antibodies. Okay. Yeah, pretty. Cool, which cool, is cool. which is so. Is Eddie Brock uh, anti-venom? Yes. Yes. No. No, not, anymore. not anymore. Now it's Flash Thompson. I thought Flash Thompson was the Agent whole... Venom. He, he's Agent Anti-Venom now. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> he. Just, so is that, is that what happens? Like, if you're Venom for too long, you build up antibodies and you become an anti-venom. I don't know because because Brock cool. had That'd cancer, cool and that's where anti-venom came from. Okay. Was his cancer. Um. But yeah, it's a whole thing. The symbiotes are actually were like created by Null. Um, a, the first symbiote was a sword used to cut off an Eternal's head. And then they became this whole thing. And then the symbiotes turned on Null and the planet of symbiotes is made out of symbiotes as his prison. It's really co- convoluted and crazy, yeah, yeah. but it's cool at the same time. I hope. But yeah, that's my news. <laughs> oh, All right, I hope fin- fin- Fing Fang Foom never gets venom for too long and he becomes fin fang anti-venom foo yeah (laughs) (laughs) hold on i just want to get back to i want to get back to santa (laughs) (laughs) i'm picturing like i know you mentioned krampus i'm picturing bill goldberg from santa's sleigh (laughs) okay yeah killing fran drescher and like chris Catan. were they in that movie they were at the very beginning oh that's a shame that's the last time they should have been in that for that entire motion picture length 
And you would think, yeah, uh, but uh, it's uh, something I, about Fran Drescher's voice just uh, so easy on the soul. Oh man, it is it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll watch Beautician and the Beast any day. I loved her. Can you, in can you educate me on what tap. you just said because I did not know that that was Bill Goldberg, and now, yeah, and Santa Slay, Santa Slay. I think it was two thousand and six. It was a a comedy horror flick where it's this. Just a quick backstory on it is. Santa, I guess for like a thousand years, he had to deliver presents, but really Santa's evil. And then after a thousand years, this curse is over, and then he just started killing people. And it's Goldberg. Bill Goldberg That's... looks awesome. Why wasn't that his wrestling gear? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I just wanted to keep what brought him to the dance. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he didn't get to the no. top of thunder by wearing a Santa suit. That is... <laughs> Didn't work for Xander Claus. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who else has news? Uh, all right. So take I, it over, Micah. I came across something that I guess would be deemed newsworthy, but I'm not really sure if it is newsworthy. Did you chaps read anything about Tom Cruise being cast as Iron Man in this Doctor Strange multiverse? Yes. 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 We, we talked about yeah. that. We also they, oh, they, they were talking bollocks. about. Don't you watch this show or listen? To this show? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, we did. Yeah, Tom Cruise was the original plan for, for, for Iron Man. Yeah, for our, like, yeah but that was so, if that's the case, then why don't we bring Glenn Danzig back? Or not back, but just make, have him Wolverine in it, too, while we're at it. All I'm fat in. and disgusting. Well, well I mean, the movie is called The Multiverse of Madness. so It I mean, is possible. It, so let's have that. Well, they The had, Multiverse well, of Danzig. You haven't seen the original Wolverine. They're not going <laughs> to give you the... The, the reject Wolverine before you get the real one. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, there's a no. There's I a want, chance I want... of like Bruce Campbell Nick Fury too. That's one of the the possible rumors. Wait, That's no, fantastic. no, no, not Bruce Campbell. It needs to be David Hasselhoff. That would be Nick awesome Fury. as Nick Fury. Yeah, absolutely. As I wanted Bruce Campbell to be Mister Sinister. Yeah, I could see I that. I think that, that would, be, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, a little more longevity to the character. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Well, but yeah. um. Yeah, I mean the the multiverse stuff in the in the MCU is kind of gathering some steam. They just cast uh, Jamie Fox as Electro again, yeah. although he did make a statement saying that in this version he won't be blue, but then he immediately erased it. So I don't know. People are speculating if he's just going to be playing a reincarnated version of the character or if he's going to be playing the same Electro character from Amazing Spider-Man Two. But now there's rumors that Kristen Dunst is also in talks to reprise Mary Jane Watson. And that uh, Dane Dehan is also in talks to possibly replay his Green Goblin atrocity. That one I'm not crazy about. I, uh, I seriously yeah, think that, wasn't that, the, that wasn't the craziest. This multiverse stuff is going to ruin comic book movies. It's going to make it, it's going to turn it into just cameos. I, I completely, yeah. I, I, I agree. You know, multiverse stuff, it's, it's, it works in the comic books, but you know what's driving comic book movies and keeping people coming back? It's the it's the it's the normal seat. It's yeah. just the straight shot. You know, connection, uh, connection, to the characters. I mean, how how many how many comic book movies you know have we've gone to as uh, you know throughout our lives that uh, weren't really it weren't really great, but we all or maybe some were. Uh, we went to them, but they didn't end up with sequels or anything like that. There's 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 been a few. Yeah, there's been a few. Yeah, spawn, spawn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's. Yeah, <laughs> Howard the Duck. 
Oh, what classic! A great motion picture. <laughs> it was very good. But you know, those movies did not bring in the casual fan. A casual fan is not going to be able to follow multiverse stuff. No. Yeah, uh, my my no. fear is the MCU. I love how it it's all connected, but it all makes sense. I'm afraid that they're going to start going down the rabbit hole of like the X Men universe, where it's like Ugh. I was fully into the first few of those films, but then the studio itself just got so careless um, to the fact that in a single year. They released two movies with two totally different iterations of the same character. Yes. And when they were questioned about it, they said that each movie studio, each movie production oh. didn't even know that they were going to use that character when they both, both uh, Logan and X-Men Apocalypse used Caliban in yeah. their movie. Oh, that's right. right. Hundreds of like years apart from one another. And both of them were like, it's such an obscure vi villain. I didn't think that they would use it. <laughs> But it it's really like is. there was that little lack of continuity mm -hmm. that, that that's what I'm afraid the MCU is going to uh, fall into is that they're not going to be making any sense and they're going to be just through using characters and not following up on them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's certainly nerve wracking. I mean, just like how are you going to give us a and I'm not saying that they're going to, but how are you going to give us a. Green Goblin from an alternate dimension when we haven't even gotten a Green Goblin in out this of this dimension. one, right? Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I hope yeah. that they're just casting them in different roles, unless um, they unless they give us the, you know, the poss the Norman Osborn, you know, that's been rumored that it was Christian Bale or whoever it ends up being before that. Um, I still would rather see Giancarlo Esposito as Osborn before I see him as Doom. Um, the th my thing with the multiverse is if you do it for like a few movies and then close it off, correct it, fine, yeah. maybe it'll work. My other thing, though, is I would care more about the cameos if I didn't know they were happening. I know this is a big pimp. Yeah, for Mikey, talked, too. we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, that's I don't want to know about it. Yeah, because you got mad about the uh, Ashoka news for uh, I Ashoka did, I, news I, for Mandalorian. I shouldn't know this. Right. I, I shouldn't know that Ahsoka is going to yeah. be in. The you should see season. it and yeah. be ultimately surprised. And like, that's the biggest. Like, yep. people are so fickle nowadays too. I've gotten in arguments with people who've complained that movie trailers didn't show enough, and then I've those same people complain that movie trailers show too much. The End Game and Infinity War, yep. I think, were well. Actually, I think Infinity War more so than End Game. Uh, or both of movies lined up were, were fake like footage. They yeah. did. They had fake footage. Yeah, like, it was deceptive. Yeah. It was. It was deceptive. That, People... that was awesome. I think a perfect example of a trailer ruining a movie would be uh, the 2018 Halloween, where they had the scariest parts in the trailer that I would have legitimately had jumped in the theater watching. Yeah, but mm. instead. They uh they spoiled it. I remember like sitting in a the theater going, I shouldn't know this is happening right now. Absolutely. I shouldn't know Michael Myers is in this closet. They do that in a lot of comedy movies all the time. It's what, like a lot of comedy movies. Like I feel like like the 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 early 2000s, early mid 2000s, uh, there was a lot of comedy movies that came out and they're like, oh, this looks interesting. And you go to see it and all the funny stuff happened in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like you've left nothing to mystery. Nothing like back mm -hmm. in the 70s, they're, they're like, I, I'll, I'll go and watch like the old the old Warriors trailer and stuff. And there's like, wow, uh, what what is what is the plot of this movie? You have no idea. I honestly think the perfect movie trailer is a movie that a movie trailer that just gives you the tone of the movie yeah. that you're going to see. Doesn't give you plots, doesn't give you anything like that. Just gives you the general tone and 
so you know what to expect going in as far as emotional level. Right. But um, I agree. I think that a lot of studios, they just give away way too much oh my God. to and get butts in the seat. What is the new trend of not just showing a cut-up trailer, but showing like a three-minute clip of a scene? Do you remember last year yeah. when we had It Chapter 2, the entire scene where uh, uh, the girl is sitting with the old woman like this was my house oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah, played yeah, that yeah. in time that was the trailer scene yeah yeah and that, that would have been scary if i didn't see it there yes agreed yeah, yeah. yes like if, if like they they blew it that like you you're watching oh the old lady that's that's pennywise like whereas if you were going yeah. to watch the movie fresh you're watching you're like you're not quite sure if the woman is pennywise or if it's just a normal old woman yeah. you're not sure is it a yep. dream gives yeah. it more suspense but they, yeah, I, I believe that a lot of movie studios are doing that um, and just kind of, yeah, just giving too much and robbing. That's why I like the Doom trailer experience. teaser got me super excited or the Dune rather, because I, I don't know, like, like obviously I, I know what's going on if I know the story, but they really didn't give anything away in that Dune trailer. And that's one of the reasons I was super pumped about it. Yeah, it's just, it's showing you the characters and it's setting the tone for what the movie's going to be like. That's a perfect trailer. Insane. No kidding, really. That's Actually, I've I've been avoiding the Dune trailer because it's, of this. It's, well, oh, it's great. Yeah, it just it, it like I knew I had a feeling it was going to be okay because of the way that Blade, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was marketed, where yeah. you didn't really know didn't what know was what going movie, on. Yep. It was just it gave you the tone. It gave you some beautiful shots, and that's exactly what the Dune trailer was because it's the same director. Big surprise. So, <laughs> and like the sandworm cameo, I'm okay with that because if you didn't have that in Dune, there would be a problem let's be honest you know if, you know any, like, if you know anything about dune you know that they're sandworms like that's yeah. like kind there's of the sandworms thing. in dune that's kind of its thing uh, it's actually uh, tremors 12 <laughs> oh so are these the same so worms kevin that... bacon who is he playing <laughs> hey man you guys laugh but there is actually a tremors i know there's tremors a seven it coming looks up great it looks so good <laughs> Is uh, Bert? Yes. Bert was his name, right? Is Bert still kicking? Bert's the main. Uh, he's he's been, been the main for a few. He's like the the Bruce Campbell of the series. Did uh did um, what's that country singer that was his wife? Did she leave him? She's gone. Did she die or did she just uh, leave him? She left him. Yeah, I had a feeling. She yeah, she left craziness. him, and they brought they brought Bert's son, Reba McIntyre. Reba, Re not, thank you. I actually oh, she had a show. Yeah, called oh, yeah. Reba. I didn't know called it was Reba. Reba. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was she was only in the first one. Uh, but yeah, she she left them. They they acknowledge that in the sequels. I could see that. I mean, the guy was gun toting crazy. <laughs> yeah, and she was Reba. Yeah, yeah. She's got country music <laughs> to sing. She thinks you'd be into that though. I mean, for so long. How long you want, really want to be fighting sandworms for the rest of your life? <laughs> uh, first off, I mean, I know sandworms. Well, they're they graboids. They're chains. The graboids. How long? Just move out of the desert. <laughs> no, that's what they, you move out of the desert. Turns out those fuckers are swear jar. Uh, it turns out those some bitches. Damn it! Fuck. <laughs> turns out uh, those creatures. It turns out the graboids are in Antarctica. It turns out they're in South Africa. It turns out that they're on an island coming up in this new movie. You they're can't just sharks now. Them. It's Jaws, but Tremors. I'm waiting for Sharknado vs. Tremors. <laughs> what you oh need? My God. Oh, my God. That is that. your calling in life. I'm going to make this happen. Make it happen. Sci-Fi picks happen. up anything. Goldberg, Goldberg's going to be in it as Santa. <laughs> just really he's going to fight. I have a hard time finding the sandworms threatening because Nickelodeon came up with a solution to the problem years ago in Moonshoes. <laughs> You can't get moonshoes anymore. Oh, well, uh, why would they not market them? You got Good sandworms life. that are coming up through the ground. Anywhere you go, 
they have already made moon shoes. You just mass produce them and you give them your world. Still vibrating, no, bro. you're not. You're standing on trampolines constantly. What about the ones that walk around and fart? Those crab boys will mess you up, man. Moon shoes. What are you going to do? Problem moon shoe away from them? Yeah. Well, I might as well get a skip it while we're at it. No, See if skip I can... it makes noise, you buffoon. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get a pop it. <laughs> This is what I was waiting for. Maybe we need just some Nickelodeon gack and we have problem solved. See, there you go, like Flubber. You put it on the bottom of your (laughs) shoes. Problem solved. (laughs) Come at me. This is everything I dreamed of and more. Solutions to all tremor atrocities. A tremor-related nuances. (laughs) All right, so... So it's Nickelodeon versus Tremors versus Sharknado versus Goldberg as Santa in the new movie. Don't show Perfect. too much in the trailers. I'm going it... to. I don't want to know Bill Goldberg's in it. Surprise <laughs> me. No, he costs too much. I'm not losing money on this movie. Can, can, Reba, can Reba be in it? Reba, she'll have a. She's with Goldberg. Now. She's Where with Goldberg now. <laughs> That's why Bert's like Goldberg shows up. Santa shows up to fight side with Bert, and Bert's like, "You get the hell away from me!" <laughs> and he's like, "What? These graboids are next!" Yeah, and then uh, Bert's all just like, "Why? You know why what? Did Goldberg become Macho Man <laughs> or a strong woman?" <laughs> you, 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 I think strong. you mean you. You mean Heather Swanson? Oh, sorry. <laughs> strong woman's biggest adversary. Strong woman. Yeah, she's married to PC Principal. Right. No, they're not married. They're not married. That's why the PC, they live in sin. Yeah, the PC babies. <laughs> Don't upset them. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, guys, it's October. Spooky time. So spooky time. Now, I a lot of people always come to me for recommendations on what to watch for the month of October, and I tell them. Eat my butt. You should be watching horror movies all year. I try to give you recommendations in January. I try to give you recommendations what movies to watch for Christmas, and you don't accept it. I tell you what movies, a bloody Valentine for February. You don't take my advice and say you go on Lifetime, but I guess I'm going to give you some advice right now. Watch Night of the Demons. That is the most underrated Halloween movie ever made, starring Linnea Quigley, Angela Kincaid. It is a fantastic movie it's 80s and it's so much fun trick or treat you got to watch trick or treat since we talked about krampus earlier with michael doherty he actually brian, did brian cox is great in trick or treat brian cox is so man's game when she's great in it too she's i have a hard problem figuring out if she's hot or not no i would i yeah she's she's attractive she's she an attractive is woman. she is attractive sometimes it's like the, she's like she's like Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriend in that one episode where no, she's like she's a, not a two face. She, uh, <laughs> I don't know. She Harvey Dent. She is not. Now I know. <laughs> can we? Can and this, there's going to be some multiverse movie where Anna Paquin's going to show up as. Anyways, you know I, what? Okay, she's Harvey Dent. She's no two face. She's she's not. She's like Billy D. Williams. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just not rocking it on myself. You're welcome. <laughs> Guys, stay away. Obviously, you're going to watch Halloween because you're all basic, but watch Halloween 3 season of The Witch and appreciate for what it is. What's that? What's the main actors in that? Tom Atkins. Yes, he's great. Tom Atkins is so man's game. He hit on my wife, and I would have stood there taking notes if he would make love to her. Uh, 
Tales of Halloween <laughs> is an excellent anthology film that I recommend everyone to watch. All these movies are streaming on services, by the way. Just, yeah, Tales just of Halloween. Them. I watched that last year on Prime. Did you like it? I did. It was it was enjoyable. I really enjoyed the one, uh, uh, Jason Voorhees one with the little alien. Yeah. Trick or treat. Yeah, it's good. Uh, All Hallows Eve and Terrifier. Both of these films are done by Damien, Damien Leone. All Hallows Eve is an anthology film and inter- introduces the character Art the Clown. Terrifier is co- all based around Art the Clown. Um, Terrifier, Greg, have you watched that yet? I have not. It's it's on my list and you've, you've educated me on when and where to watch it and I just haven't yes. yet. I'm a watch terrible it, person. Watch it, this watch it with month. your son. I think he'd like it. <laughs> You got to start him young, man. <laughs> Desensitize. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's your homework for the month. Watch those movies this now, month and obviously question, other stuff, too. Will I enjoy these movies more if I'm watching them while wearing moon shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tremors would be the only one that you'll actually enjoy because you'll just be bouncing around in front of the TV like, you ain't going to get me. I'm just mocking the characters as they... <laughs> Are killed violently. Yeah. The one guy that was like uh, uh, the, the the one Asian guy in that town who yeah. was like, ah, you leave Jack Burton alone. I think he was the same gentleman from uh, either Big Trouble in Little China. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think uh, it was egg. the same gentleman. Yeah, a- yeah. egg. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, he was also in. Uh, he was the 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 guy who owned uh, the Mogwai in Gremlins at the beginning, I believe. I think it was the same actor. <laughs> Oh, huh. Never mind. <laughs> oh, uh, How dare uh, you? Uh, Will, do you got any news? Oh no, I'm I'm all news. We're out. all tapped out. Okay. I, I love us. I love us too. We're great. The oh, team. Great. We're the best team ever. Waka flocka. <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah, um, I think that you are piggybacking off of a very famous comedic bear. And I prefer if you didn't <laughs> take something that's probably hard. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I almost pumaed. <laughs> Close. Oh. If Matt oh, like dear. plays back just this video, it's just me and him turning red for the first 20 uh, minutes. <laughs> I have a huge headache. Huge headache right now. Sorry, so I'm helping in a respectful way. Oh, in, in, in a, in a, stop in a being funny. Way. How dare you? Do our yeah. listeners have headaches, Matt? Maybe you're dehydrated. You should drink some more. I, beer. I, <laughs> I, I honestly could be. Somebody drank all the waters in the fridge and it didn't replace them. No, oh, savages. Was their name Matt? No, we need a stage hand it was, named it was Scooter. Not, it was not I. It was, it was not I. Fucking Kyle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to edit this tomorrow. What's the source of all of our issues? Add sound effects every time he cusses. It is. It and is. Ginger freak. I'm not even going to attempt this tonight. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. Try it on my break no, no, and whatever don't happens. Touch it. Don't even touch don't it. Don't even touch it. Don't even touch it. <laughs> all natural. The way I like my women with a big old bush. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think that counts for the swear job. <laughs> oh, it definitely does. Sorry. Let's see. We held them out. We held them out for 25 minutes, so that's not that's bad. That's not too bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I was that's acting with better the whole time. I'm a, my inner monologue is like the guy d- data pressed up against the glass in Independence Day. Release me. 
release me now. <laughs> Greg's over there like, ah, oh, man, is he going to be like this the whole time? And I'm just like, peace. <laughs> no peace. People with rubbish. <laughs> yeah, because they got all multiversey on us. They did that? Oh, Not really. I'm just came that was the joke, damn it. That was a bad joke. It was a bad joke. You have to explain it. It's not good. (laughs) Did I have to explain Moonshoes to you? No. It's a good joke. (laughs) No, but I'm glad that you had to explain it to our audience because we're in our 30s and we're grown men. We had Moonshoes. They didn't really bounce very well. I was also a fat kid. Had? We had Skechers. I had Moonshoes. No, not Skechers. The Heelys. Heelys. Yeah. We had Heelys. Yeah, Heelys. Heelys was already past my time. Yeah. yeah. Not not as cool as Moonshoes in my opinion. No. No. Um, so comic, 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 comic books. books. Comic books. <laughs> All right, who's first? Will, Will do you want to keep... I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. So here's part five. Micah, this is part five. So if you missed one through four, you're not gonna miss that much. You've seen other things. Here we go. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the alien humanoid half-breed is on the loose and everybody's running away uh including hicks hicks is he's running away with his scarred face so staff find each other they also find the cocoon that the alien creature has built so there is uh hicks he's explaining to them that it's like their hive all right then uh we see bishop bishop is climbing a ladder he's doing some things to try to prevent the alien from getting out He's got his new legs. Apparently, they're not as good a quality because apparently his shin breaks while he's climbing the ladder. Oh. Down goes Bishop. Butterscotch. He says they're made of polycarbon. That's no good. So then we see the scientists trying to run away from the xenomorph human hybrid, almost kind of like from uh, Alien uh, Resurrection. Resurrection. It kind of looks like that a little bit. Uh, all of a sudden, it pops out, bites a guy in the leg. He's freaking out. They're able to scare it off with this kind of like a fistagon flamethrower type device that they have. Just fisting it? (laughs) A fistagon. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) They were trying to do respect knuckles, but the xenomorph human hybrid ran away. Now we see Bishop. He's climbing the ladder one-legged. Bishop ain't no joke. Lance Hedrickson would be proud of this. So... We get back. Uh, we see some more aliens coming uh, coming out. We got the rest of the scientists putting on spacesuits for some reason. They don't really go into why. Uh, oh, I know why. Because it leads to a really cool visual of one of the scientists. Apparently, they were infected. Now they're becoming a alien themselves. You see their eyes pouring blood, their nose pouring blood, their mouths pouring blood, and it's filling up kind of like a fishbowl. It's filling up the astronaut helmet until all of a sudden it bursts because there's too much blood oh and that scientist is then morphing into an alien then we uh the alien xenomorph human hybrid comes out with all the scientists in the same room stabs one of them through the chest with its tail uh then lo and behold a normal xenomorph comes out it takes the xenomorph human hybrid, rips it in half. That's dead. Then it cuts off one of the scientists' head while their head is still in the astronaut helmet. Cool little thing. Then we get uh, there's there's Bishop again, Lance Hedrickson. Here he comes. 
he opens the bay door a la alien a la alien 2 <laughs> this is every, what what this alien? time there's scientists in a space shuttle the space shuttle gets jettisoned into space but the alien xenomorph it doesn't move it's got retractable claws and it digs into the steel so it's not moving anywhere so what do they do they just shoot it a bunch of times from the spaceship <laughs> not just alien <laughs> aliens they just they shoot it they Man, shoot it's it dead All right. then then they <laughs> blow up the space station they, they blow up the space station and then um yeah they're okay nobody is infected that's on the escape shuttle. Uh, and then it ends with just uh, pretty much Bishop planting the seed in Hicks' brain that this will unite all of their, um, all the human race to fight the alien. And he does have a cool little, uh, little thing, kind of goes back to what we talked about with the symbiotes, that he says that the alien is to biological life what antimatter is to matter. And he's... And that then it ends. Wow. Sequel approaching. There mm. is going to be a sequel to this? No. Well, they made four. <laughs> <laughs> they made Alien Resurrection. <laughs> I'm sure if this would have been made into a motion picture, they probably would have made a sequel to this <laughs> line of events. <laughs> oh. As long as they didn't give it back to Ridley Scott, the sequels probably would have done well. <laughs> Well, I wanted Neil Blomkamp to come out with a uh, uh, Alien 3.5. Alien, yes, <laughs> Alien 3.5. I love yeah. me some in between quotes. I like an in between quote just fine. Thank you. You name me one good one that makes sense. That one in between Desperado and Once Upon a Time in New Mexico, in Mexico, whatever. No, it was old Mexico. Was old Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> That's right, because they use that filter where everything is red. I don't remember. Yes, I guess. Yeah. All right, what what do you got there, Micah? Well, I uh, I took a little stab in the dark. I actually have Joe Frankenstein here. This came out in 2015. It's done by the artist and co-writer is Graham Nolan. I believe he's uh, I believe he's from New York, uh, and then Chuck Dixon, who is from Philadelphia. Now, what's fun about this is is that it takes place in. Buffalo, New York. Oh, that's, that's cool. where we are. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. We have really good chicken wings and pizza. And it starts with a whole pizza bunch of heart. Some would say we have really good WAP wings and pizza. Mm. <laughs> I'll excuse myself. Mm. I'm just trying to be hip and connect with the young kids. <laughs> so you don't want to say a whole lot to the young kids. <laughs> wings and pizza. Wings and pizza. I like it. I yes, like it. I, I like that as well. I'm going to be That's, using that. Yeah. I'm just pissed that I didn't think of it. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> Gobble me, swallow me, put that. Uh, anyways, I. Uh, so pizza in the wings. It yeah, starts, that's what you do with the pizza in the wings. It starts with it. Actually, yeah, it does. So this starts off following a lonely pizza delivery guy he's dropping off pizza it's the middle of winter because uh, guys get it buffalo it snows a lot <laughs> never heard uh, that one before yeah hey guys if you don't like the weather just wait five minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So anyways, it starts with the pizza delivery guy. He's showing up to this house and he's like, oh, man, I'm two minutes late. This oh. is going to be on my dime because that's how this works. You know, so and the door answers and bam, there are some. Matt, would you say these girls have that WAP? Oh, my goodness. I see no wings and pizza in that picture. All right. That's why the pizza so, man's delivering it to them. They're yes, soon going to get the WAP. They're getting the WAP now. Yes. Uh, so uh, a fistful of girls answer the door. They're dressed really scantily and clad. And I've just, seen this in a movie. Yeah, man. Me too. I uh, Well, there's no uh, uh, step siblings involved, so it's not Brazzers. Uh, but anyway, so it starts. The girls are just like, go ahead, drop the pizza off in the kitchen. The guy's like. Yo, these girls are smoking hot, but this place is a dump. He's like, yo, ladies, I dropped the pizza off for you. He turns around. They're all vampires and they come attacking him. Uh, well, they're, uh, they're, they're just like, yeah, here we come. We're going to come get you and eat you. But this big, huge, lurking like guy shows up and drives stakes through all of their heart and totally steals the uh, that little fun part from uh, monster club where the monster squad monster squad where they eat garlic he sticks the pizza on dracula's face and burns them they have that in here the pizza burns the girl's face because there's garlic and pizza um i'm, I'm thinking maybe this pizza is why little... would they order pizza if they're vampires well because knowing that it has garlic in it they know that pizza delivery guys <laughs> and most uh uh like people like uh, the food delivery they're they're almost like sex workers. No one's gonna come looking for them once. Yeah, they're but dead. if the pizza delivery man, I'm gonna guess yeah. he eats pizza on his lunch break, so his blood is probably pumping with garlic. <laughs> That's not smart. No, these vampires deserve to die. Maybe they, they like to do. live on the edge. That was how they survived in the movie Holes. They used to eat the the onions or whatever, and those, those lizard things want to bite them. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. I will. Horror movies need you. You just have all the solutions. Moon shoes, garlic. We're good. <laughs> if a I'm vampire just punching wants... plot holes. <laughs> now, if a vampire wants to get drunk, would they like go after somebody that's inebriated and intoxicated? Drink their blood and catch a buzz. I think their metabolism's too high where they don't get drunk. Like Captain America. I think so. I uh, so this this big lumbering giant of a man drives stakes through all of these vampires' hearts, except for one. It's the one that uh got pizza face. She kind of got away. Uh and then uh the big guy's just like, Hey, uh, I saved you, bro. That's that's pretty cool. What's your name? And uh the guy's like Joe Pratt. I'm Joe Pratt. And the big guy is just like, guess what? Your name isn't Joe Pratt. I know what your real name is. It's Joe Frankenstein! Did you just do spirit fingers? You sure did. I did. <laughs> well, jazz hands, whatever. So wait, is he the <laughs> doctor or is he the monster? No, 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 no. See, the monster isn't Frankenstein. That's general misconception. Yes, that's Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. monster. Frankenstein is, is the doctor. This is Joe Frankenstein. So he's related to the doctor. So, yeah, he's just it's just we'll get to. Yes. Thank you, Greg Frankenstein. We all know the joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love you, babe. Uh, so the big old this big old Frankenstein lumbering hunk handed him uh, like a cell phone type gimmick. And he's like, oh, cool. I always wanted a smartphone because that's what someone says in 2015, apparently. Uh, and he's all like. It's not smartphone, but it is unique communication device. I'm guessing that's how 
this monster sounds. Uh, so anyways, the pizza delivery guy, Joe, his name's Joe. He goes back to the pizza shop and the guy's all just like, hey, look who finally decided to show up. I got it. The customers are waiting on the, the, the pizzas. I'm on my me. Uh, then uh, he he leaves his job. He, he quits, gets fired, whatever, because of the whole late delivery thing. He goes to his girlfriend's house. His girlfriend dumps him because well, he's he can't not, he can't take her job. out. Yeah. Yeah. She she has no she has no WAP. She has no wings and pizza. He can't keep a job. Uh, so he's he's out on his luck. I guess he's clearly like a teen. Uh, he's like, oh, man, today suck anymore. I'm going to go better forget today ever happened. He gets home. His siblings are fighting. Turns out that uh, he's actually living with some foster parents. Uh, oh, the system's failed again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured the foster parents from Terminator 2. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what and, I uh, and, uh, Your foster parents are dead. Uh, <laughs> and so anyways, the, the, the kid goes to bed and... Uh, all right, so the one vampire that got away that got burnt by garlic, she ends up uh, killing some guy on the street, takes his cell phone and makes a phone call to some lady. And this lady's in an office and you know she's evil because it's a big office with a big glass desk and she's talking on a speakerphone and she calls some other guy in and she's like, guess what? We found the creature. Like we located him. It's been years since we've had a sighting of the creature. I need you to go and uh, I need you to go to Buffalo, New York and find out who this pizza boy is and find out about this creature. We got it. We got to get this creature. There's a lot going on between these vampires and the creature. So the next day, Joe wakes up and he's like, man, could this all have been a dream? Whatever. He grabs that little cell phone gimmick, hits the button, and it actually FaceTimes Frankenstein and uh, or Frankenstein's monster. Sorry. Uh and Frankenstein's monster is like, what is it, Joe? Uh, and he's like, oh, God, this is real. This really happened. Oh, my God. So Joe goes to school the next day. It's clearly a miserable day. He's not having a good time. He gets out of school. There's a limo driver <laughs> waiting for him with his uh, his name out, says Joe Pratt. He's like, that's my name. And the guy's like, well, then that's this is your ride then. And he's like, uh, oh, you know, who's. What do you what do you what do you offer me a ride for? He's like, I'm not offering you a ride. This guy is. He opens up the back of the limo, and we got <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monsters chilling there, smoking a Cubone cigar, all pimp daddy Frankie. With, I like uh, those glasses with some with some sweet shades on. And he's like, Joe, get in, bro. We're gonna. Well, he's like, he's like, you called, you know, whatever. Uh, now, the, now the next scene. <laughs> it's uh, uh, the guy that was sent out by that that head vampire chick. His name's Saxton. He meets up with the vampire who got a face burnt by garlic. Um, and uh, there's other vampires there. This part's a little confusing because he kills some vampires with wooden bullets. Um, and then he's like, you know what? You're going to find that pizza delivery kid. Find that monster. I'll be staying at the Hyatt. This whole scene, I'll pass this off to you, Matt. See if you recognize that location. See, so, uh take a look at that what does that look like to oh you? this top left one yes sir it looks like uh oh right by the arena 
The Skyway. The Skyway, yeah. They're the right Skyway, underneath yeah. there. That's, that's that, pretty cool. That's General Mills. I used to do security there. I would have been killed by these here, vampires. Maybe hold it up to the hold it up to the camera. Maybe Greg can see it. Too. I'm right following here? along with it. I've got it. I've, oh, you I've do. It oh, okay, cool. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Will check that out. That's the Skyway right that's there. That's pretty cool. Oh, Guys, yeah. this is where we live. Isn't that fucking wild? Um, <laughs> who do who do funk it, man? Oh, I think we're up to ten dollars now in the sweatshirt. Ten sweater. dollars. That's my monthly dues. How much is one episode? Do I get paid for being on a podcast? I think you get royalties. We'll give you, we'll give you five percent royalties. <laughs> loyalties, five percent uh, of your own swear jar. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, guys. Uh, so, anyways, uh, it turns out that Frankenstein's monster is actually living inside one of those abandoned silos down by the waterfront area, and it's gorgeous. He's got books everywhere. He has an accumulation of uh, a lot of rare and strange artifacts. Joe is just like, oh, my God, this place is so awesome. So are you Frankenstein's monster? He's like, I prefer to be called Frankenstein's creation. Uh, and Joe is all just like, dude, I thought you'd be living in a castle. Frankenstein's monster is all just like, have you lived in a castle? Castles suck. It's drafty. It's uncomfortable. It's unpleasant. This place is cool. Plus, there's no bandwidth in castles. Like, he actually has Wi-Fi here. You know, a little modern humor for you. Uh, and then uh, eventually it leads to uh, Frankenstein's monster and this Joe fella. They're eating wings together. They're eating WAP. Um, and I... Uh, together? Together, together. Um, <laughs> little aqua tea humor for the. They're more important than me. They're dark. No, sir. They're more important than me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> Saxon eventually finds out a clue about this pizza delivery boy, and it's the actual pizza place, and it's called All American Pizza on. Oh, this is a little on the nose. All American Pizza on Six 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 Delaware Avenue in Ooh. Buffalo, New York. One four. It's <laughs> wow. I don't I want to look that up. I'm kind of curious now. I'm interested. Uh, I'm yeah. interested. I've never heard of all American pizza. I don't think that's real. And I don't think 666 dollar revenue is anything important. Uh anyways, <laughs> that is the end of the first issue. There's only four issues, and I am going to continue with this. Uh, I gotta find the other four. I like it. I like the artwork. I think it's 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 fun. It's quirky. It's easy to read, and it's just right up my alley. How'd you come across this? And did you did you know it pertained to Buffalo before you got it? I stopped at Queen City Bookstore. I talked to the owner, uh, Emil Novak, and we were talking about horror stuff and spooky stuff like that. And he actually pointed out that there is this uh, local comic book here i i i think one of the writers he eventually moved to buffalo uh i think it was actually graham nolan that moved to buffalo uh he was the illustrator and co-writer of this he i uh, so amo pointed this out to me i grabbed it i grabbed some other stuff too but this actually i instantly fell in love with it's just easy to read i like the uh I like the characters so far. I like there's a lot of mystique behind this Saxton guy. I want to figure out who this uh who this dame is uh in the in the in the office building. And I want to know more about uh I want to know more about Joe Frankenstein and his lineage to uh the the Frankenstein Frankenstein. Oh, because he's in a foster home. <laughs> Will was on point the whole time. <laughs> he was waiting for that. You could definitely tell. Thanks for joining us for the panel discussion, everyone. Uh, so that address falls 
on the corner right near north. So it's where the Walgreens and the Anchor Bar is, is where that 666 Delaware falls. So this is from the Anchor Bar? Uh, I don't think, I don't know, but that's right around where the address is, is that corner on Delaware North. Anchor Bar's got that WAP. I can't imagine that anyone would have 666 as an address. <laughs> it's the Walgreens. It's the whole Walgreens, huh? <laughs> all right. What kind of like look, that's so What's, we all gotta go there actually? Yeah, I like the uh go there and perform a seance <laughs> on Halloween. <laughs> Next thing you know, all right Ameri- in the parking lot. <laughs> the ghost of all American pizza shows up. <laughs> I mean, man, it's a full moon, it's Halloween. Why not? Let's do let's do some spooky shit. Let's summon uh some eleven dollars. I saw that movie the craft. <laughs> I'm not gonna summon anything. So wait, every time I swear it's a buck, I think that's fair. A dollar? Maybe. Come on, man. I need those quarters for the arcade. <laughs> no, we're talking bills. No, or, I need those bills coins. to get tokens. No, they need to be in silver dollars specifically, too. They can't just be dollar bills. I wanted a Susan B. Anthony. My father, <laughs> my father-in-law collects silver. I think he's using it for, like, vampires. I don't know. He, he, might, he might be blade. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Unfortunate smelting action. Long in a bitch. <laughs> Very underrated film. I can't continue. Oh, my favorite. Then I see that there's no police and you watch the powers of Baja. <laughs> hey, come on. Solid. I, you Dutchman. I'm going to try my best. Um, there's right. no try, Matt. I know. Only do. Only do. I went classic here uh, with Spooktober happening. I always like to at least try one, go and, and do a, a classic book. I think last year I read one uh, one of these issues before, but I went Tales of the Crypt. Uh, I Hell went yeah. Issue number 25. I think it's from, it's either from 51. I think it's from 52, 1952. Tales of the Crypt started in 1950, and it was like, a, it was one of the bigger deals. I mean, for the listeners who don't know, Tales of the Crypt was a big deal around the time where superhero comics were actually kind of falling off. A little bit. 50s yes, weren't a good era yes. for, for superhero comics. Um, after World War II and stuff, people just didn't see the value in them. So, and, and Tales of the Crypt became this constant, uh, this consistent. Do you know why, selling. Matt? About why it was so good? Or? It's because the economy was shit. Right. And what happens is in times of uh, suffering, an economy suffering, everyone, they kind of just naturally turned to horror. It's kind of like any time like a Republican is in office horror. No, I, 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 this yeah. is a fact. Uh, mm-hmm. When Bush was in office, zombie horror was in your face at an all time high on really? all all sides of media. Uh, in the 90s, when Clinton that. was in office, horror was at an all time low. The only thing like that actually came out that was in your face horror was scream and it made fun of the genre. Now that Trump is in office, horror is coming out like crazy. And you notice how everybody is so Halloween crazy right now. Everybody has been. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. And that that's people are listeners that are Republican. They could get mad at me about this, but this is seriously a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's insane. That's crazy. Was was that's why Tales when the, like the Night of the Living Dead um remake and all that came out because i feel like well, the night of the living dead right. remake came out in 91 so yeah technically it was before clinton oh, wow. yeah i never even 80s, heard of that that's pretty that's 80s, a pretty cool correlation the boom, the boom in horror in the 80s reagan reagan 
Mm. Reaganomics caused all that? Reaganomics? <laughs> Man, I'm sorry for, for, no, for, that's for actually, dropping that on you there. That's so. fine. I, I, that's a really cool a, fact. I never knew that. I never even considered that. Yeah. There's a, that's a pretty cool correlation. That's, why, that makes that's sense. why nobody gave a shit about Captain America and everybody wanted the Crypt Keeper. Right, yeah. right, right. Now, that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Um, yeah, because that's Dwight Eisenhower. Bingo. 50s. Yep. Um, all right. So I read it. I think there, there's four stories. I read three. I've, I've been in a bit of a time crunch. So uh, I did read three of these stories, but they're very, very cool. The first one of this uh, uh, of this one, is called, it's called The Trophy. And there is a uh, gentleman by the name of Mr. Franklin who uh, has some kind of some friends, some kind of client or whatever. He, he, he shows him his trophy room and he's showing off, you know, how he kills all these animals and what he does. He just takes their heads. He just leaves the bodies, takes the heads and puts them up, stuffs them. And don't you hate people that take head and never give it? <laughs> well, he gives it later in this story. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, anyways, this dude, this dude chastises him. It's, it's it all comes full circle. Uh, this dude chastises him because how could you kill these animals for sports? And he's like, I don't know. It's just it's it's you know it's, it is what it is. That's uh, oh, what's what's his phrasing because it does come back to bite him. Um, but whatever, it's it's his sport. Yeah, he my scores. Uh, this for the pure sport of it and whatever. So he goes on this hunting trip. He, he shoots a moose, the big moose, he cuts his head off. He's driving home and uh, gets some gas and he falls off. A, his, his vehicle just swerves off of a cliff. It's really creepy. Uh, his leg is broken and he wakes up in some dude's like some a cot at some random secret hidden place. All right. It's 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 pretty creepy. Um, the guy walks in, he's got like his face is all distorted and he goes, he, he drops the same line uh, on him that, you know, I'm, you're my prisoner. Uh, I'm, I'm hunting you. It's just, that's my sport. You know, he, he brings back every phrase that this guy said about animals and this, this creepy dude puts it on uh, the hunter. So he's trying to run away. His legs busted. He breaks into this room and he lifts up this, uh, it looks like a, a cake top, like one of those cake carrying things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah he lifts it up and there's a head underneath it and it's connected to some wires and the head is talking to him hey you run you fool get away from here he's mad mad do you hear me get out before it's too late do you want to end up like me and the guy catches him the creepy guy who caught who, who, say, who said he was his prisoner caught him and uh keeps giving the line he uh what does he hit him with uh chloroform gets him with chloroform and cuts his head off and he and that that story ends actually showing uh the next victim this mr roberts guy's head uh it's kind of creepy hold on i'm gonna show you in a second it's like reanimator can you see it from here? Well, I know it's a little Whoa. far away. Yeah, I agree with Micah that that I'm getting reanimated. Reanimator vibes. vibes. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a it was a pretty cool first story. Um, the second one, the second one was pretty cool too. Uh, this is called Judy. You're not yourself today, and uh, whatever this husband, he's leaving the house. He tells his wife, "Hey, don't open the door for strangers because it's the '50s and." The men worked. I was told they didn't even lock the doors in the 50s. Yeah, well, this lady did it, and she certainly paid for it. She certainly paid for it. Her husband left. She closed the door, and an old woman just kind of walked in. 
sort of like walked in. Please, young lady, have pity on a poor old woman who hasn't eaten in two days. Spare a crust of bread or a coin, please. Uh, uh, I wait. Uh, wait a moment, please. And then she goes and gets some, gets some food, and the old lady tracks her in the kitchen. Tracks her in the kitchen. She goes. She says she's got to snatch her body. They got to switch bodies because the this this Judy girl. She's obviously a very young, beautiful woman, and this old witchy lady wants to transfer her spirit, kind of soul, into the young and just like, completely switch. It's like skeleton key. Yeah, yeah. It's it. This is it was a really cool. It was a really cool concept. Uh, the, the old lady Judy, who's now in the old lady's body, she's waiting at home. Her husband comes home, or she calls her husband. Uh, and they go through this dialogue. She's like trying to be like, hey, it's me, it's me. Uh, they go through a dialogue about how, you know, this you, trying to prove that she is Judy. And uh, they get a tip that Judy's original body, but the old witch is, is trying to get her, her trained in New York City. Uh, the guy goes after his wife's body, coaxes her and tells her that she has cancer, uh, that the body has cancer. So the, the old witch wants to get out of that body because it's, you know, um, it's on its way out and they actually, uh, it, it, it's pretty crazy. They, they, they find a way to switch and then the, the dude shoots the old witch lady and buries her in the ground. Uh, six months later, like buries him in the basement. It's like a dirt floor basement. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, oh, man. In the 50s, yeah. So yeah. Probably in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Finished. They just fruit sellers and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. Um, he should have told the woman that it wasn't cancer, but rickets. <laughs> <laughs> polio <laughs> got a poor fdr <laughs> Anyways, six months the old lady comes out back out of the ground with rickets <laughs> I, I i cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> the, the seriousness of her rickets <laughs> the way you say that rickets? is it is it rickets <laughs> Anyway, I'm curious. They do. Sam Wick Wiki. <laughs> they. He's got records. <laughs> Why are those transmorphers? Jiminy Ricketts. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, because now I got to figure out what this is. Oh, <laughs> I told you. A vitamin D inadequacy. That'll do it. <laughs> Well, I got a prescription for her. <laughs> she didn't drink enough Sunny D. <laughs> Tang. <laughs> she had plenty of that. <laughs> oh, we got soda, purple stuff. All right, Sunny D. <laughs> Anyways, they do the whole switch thing again, and uh, the the dude shoots the old lady, and, and everything's back to normal. The, shoots the old lady again, finally putting her to rest um this is the last story that i read and it was, was kind of it was pretty crazy uh it's called loved to death all right so this 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 man it starts off this man he's getting slapped by this woman that he he loves but she does not love him he's like infatuated it's a little creepy to be honest with you so whatever he leaves he goes i'm gonna keep trying and uh anyways he goes to this uh he goes to this like store that sells like potions and elixirs and stuff for and he... rickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that word a lot now. Rickets. Uh, <laughs> uh, Today's episode is sponsored by the word rickets. <laughs> the word of the day. Word of the day. Rickets. Sponsored by. Brought to you by the letter Sunny R. D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
anyways, he buys this. He goes to buy this potion that it, it'll make the this lady fall in love with him. And he goes, ah, it's only a dollar. Um, she'll love you, only you. And yeah, he's like, wow, really a dollar? And he's like, yeah, you'll be coming back for the antidote. He goes, really? They go, yeah, everybody comes back for the antidote. Yep. So anyways, he puts this antidote in a glass of wine. Uh, she falls madly in love with him. They, Potion. They, they get married. They get married. Some time goes on. And he can't stand her anymore. Probably because of the rickets. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he, it's his kink, Will. <laughs> he can, <laughs> I love her because she's got the rickets. Oh. And he, he can't stand her. So he goes back. Can't stand her. <laughs> this is all just falling. <laughs> Let it be. No can't stand because of the rickets. Because it's because the rickets. Can't stand because of the rickets. Everything comes full circle. My God. Um, <laughs> he goes back to this guy and goes to buy the antidote, which is like, oh, this will take care of her. It means it'll kill her. But the antidote is a thousand dollars. That's why he charges. He's like, I lose my, oh. he, I lose my my tail for selling the, the the potion. But everybody comes back for the antidote. In the nineteen fifties, how much was a thousand dollars? A thousand dollars by like today's. <laughs> no, 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 by today's standards. <laughs> you, you asshole. <laughs> That's a question. I gave the answer. <laughs> Hope you get rickets. <laughs> they have a cure for that now. <laughs> Thousand dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my inflation calculator to answer that. I got you. Nine thousand eight hundred and eight dollars. Cool. Boy. He made a pretty penny. Um off off this couldn't this. he just shoot her? <laughs> I mean he didn't want let's to let's talk yeah. about the WAP here. <laughs> Anyways, hold on, the swerve is coming. Uh-huh. He pays a thousand dollars for that potion, he puts it in a coffee. Um, but wait. She brings him a cup of coffee, but it's the cup of coffee that had the antidote in it. The old switcheroo. And he dies. But here's the swerve. Because she took that potion, she was so madly in love with him, she couldn't live without him. So he thought he was finally free in death, but she killed herself. Yep. And they are united forever. And he's really, he's really, he's really mad. And she's, uh, Juliet. She, threw her, uh, she threw herself out of a window, right? Is that how she did it? Uh, she's all fucked up. Uh, oh, it's swear jar. Thirteen. Uh, she didn't. She just. She didn't specify. She just said, "Yeah, I committed suicide. Now we'll be together for eternity." Oh no, no. That's the. Uh, that's the end of that Matt, story. This is actually one of my favorite episodes from the Tales from the Crypt series. Oh, they did. It's uh, called yeah, the, the uh, Love to Death. It starred Andrew McCarthy and Mariel Hemingway. Mariel Hemingway was in a John Candy movie. Uh, I Uncle Buck. think it was no, not Uncle Buck. It was that one that was named after the Prince song. Doop, 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 doop. Delirious, delirious. Uh, Eddie Murphy. She was in. Uh, no, 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 that, not, not, <laughs> no, not the stand-up comedy special. But uh, yeah, Andrew McCarthy and Marilyn Hemingway. They were in this episode. Uh, it's it's sweet, dude. It's basically the same thing. But the with that twist, she threw herself out of a window. So when her face hit, it got all mushed. Oh. But it turns out in heaven. How you end up is how like you look when you died. Oh. So her face was smushed. She's all like, "We're going to be together forever." Oh my god, oh my goodness! Did yeah. they do that in here? No, they definitely didn't do that. They but definitely that's, that's quite a that. swerve. Yeah, that's a nice swerve. I like that. A little swervsky. A little swervsky. Mm-hmm. But that is uh, that is my book. That is Tales of the Crypt number twenty-five. Again, I think from nineteen fifty-two. Dude, I 
love it, man. That's, That's cool. uh, my first time on this show as a guest. I did number 20. You did. Uh... I almost accidentally picked it again. I was like, wait a second. This looks familiar. So, <laughs> um, so very good. All right, Greg, take it home. Sweet. I read something. I actually read this in the beginning of um, September and really wanted to cover it then decided to save it. It is called Something is Killing the Children. That's right. Um, and it is... <laughs> No, it's usually the elderly that get it. <laughs> Kids are usually pretty, pretty. Uh, for yeah. They usually don't get their rickets. Wasn't there that dog that saved everybody in Alaska from this? Never mind. Balto? Balto, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is written by James Kinney in the fourth, uh, who is a student of Scott Snyder, and it's very obvious um, mm. in his writing style. But it starts with uh, a group of kids. The group of boys, they're playing truth or dare at the house, um, kind of like roughing up each other, joking around, and the one kid picks truth, and they're all giving him crap for it, and they're like, fine, pick what's the most scared you've ever been? So he starts telling this story about how um, he was looking out the window at the ravine near his house, and he heard this big moan, um, and he was like, oh, maybe it's just the wind coming through the trees. <laughs> I can see Micah's face. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> he says he turned out the lights and he looks out uh, and there's this thing uh, standing taller than a tree in the middle of the yard, um, just staring him down. He said he went under the blankets and, and just listened in the dark, um, waiting to hear it again, but nothing was there and the yard was empty. And the guys start making fun, like telling him it's fake, like screw you for trying to scare us, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you've seen the ravine, you know, it's it's spooky. He goes, okay, fine then. Truth or dare. And it cuts to him sitting in an interrogation room covered in blood. Oh. And he said that then there's they're kind of talking about he's like, they're like, what's happening? He's like, I slipped on a root. I I made up the monster. The monster's not real. It's not real, I swear. And he's crying. He goes, What's the last thing you remember hearing? And the kid just says, I heard them screaming. Uh, and then it cuts over to two weeks later. There is a little girl with one eye. Uh, she's got a bandage over it and no arm. And she's sitting in a, like a radio flyer wagon with this other girl who comes out with two large machetes and she's covered in blood. She has a monster-esque bandana herself uh, and she is just soaked. And when she walks up, the little girl says, is it finished? And she sits down, it's done. And uh, gets a phone call, writes Archer's Peak on her arm and um, drops the little girl off at home and, and leaves. Cuts back to the kid from the beginning and he is walking up the steps of the school and all of the faces of his friends are uh, there in photos with memorial flowers next to them. And one of the students um, runs up to him and starts cussing and yelling at him that like you chopped up your friends is because they wouldn't like, they wouldn't be with you. We all know that like, you would look at them in the locker room and, and all of this. Um, he's saying, I heard the cops had to pull Carl's intestines out of a tree. Like, what? why did you do this? Um, and they kind of get in a, a yelling match and he um, tells them to shut the F up and ends up in the principal's office. And you see in this exchange, even the principal is like broken up about it. He's, you know, he's cussing up a storm saying all nine kids are dead in two weeks uh, and more are missing every day. I have no idea what's going on. Like, he's like, just go to, go to class. This is, he's like, I don't even know how to be a principal in this kind of world. 
um, and sends him off. Um, it cuts back to the girl um, with the machetes and she is sitting there staring at like a, a stuffed octopus um, and she comes out at Archer's Peak where there is a board of probably 40 missing people um, and ends up actually finding the kid James um, and bumping into him and, and asking him who he is and says, I know what's happening. You tell me what you really saw that night. And probably my favorite set of panels from the comic. Um, it cuts over to James, the what really happened. And the first panel you see is him pushing past trees. And one of his friends, he grabs his hand and he looks down and he's completely cut in half with all of his intestines hanging out. Um, and he ends up catching a spike through the head and dying. And then he turns around and another one of his friends is there with part of his arm cut off uh, and his whole shoulder bitten, um, covered in blood. Another one is asking for help. And as he, he does, he gets picked up and ripped in half. And there is this giant monster, uh, spider style legs, huge claws for hands and this like crazy head. It's, it's almost all black minus a little bit of orange for its eyes and for its mouth. Um, and it's like a fire orange. The artwork for this comic is incredible. And she just says, okay, thank you. Calls, picks up the phone, calls again, says it's a class E7, hangs up and says, okay, I'm going to go kill it. And he asks, can I help? And that's where the first issue ends. Um, I'm so sorry. What cool. is, what's the name of this again? Something is killing the children. Something is killing the children. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I, so I've read a few issues. I think it's about 10 issues deep right now. It's still ongoing. Um, I've read, I think the first four and it gets weirder. It is a very, it reminds me of like Buffy, but without the bubble gum. Um, and I really, really like it. <laughs> the artwork. Dude, I love this artwork. Incredible. I'm looking it up right the, now, man. And the artwork is so cool. Especially when they show the monsters, it is it's so minimalist in color. Uh, it's just blues with red, red basically, and it is gorgeous. It is creepy. <laughs> it just such a good job. I'm looking at um, one of them right now, and it, it, the one yeah. of the monsters, like I, I would describe, would be like, uh, like almost like Violator-ish from Spawn. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the long, lanky. Yeah. Oh. It's very simple, but this is something like I could easily see being like a Netflix show or something like that would translate to a big screen. And it's, it's very cinematic in the way it's presented, but this comic is cool. Uh, not my normal thing. I know I, a lot of times I cover like more fun and weird stuff on here. This was one that when I read this, I was like, man, I can't wait for October because this sent me down a rabbit hole of horror comics for the next few weeks. Really? Uh, but this one is one of my favorites I'm reading right now. And I might end up sharing more of this throughout the month if I if I land on some issues I really really like. But if you if you like horror if you like Monster Hunter kind of stuff, but again like I said it's Buffy without the bubble gum. It's not as much like call me beat me if the apocalypse is coming. It this is blood and guts. Uh check this out. It's super cool. Hmm. I like it, man. I'm going to definitely look into this. Very cool. Greg, you always come up with like the best recommendations um he finds some obscure stuff and uh, yeah they, they always do. they always turn out really well so 
it's uh, boom too which boom comics like to me is like power rangers and a lot more of the upbeat stuff the turtles uh so when i yeah. grabbed turtles, this i wasn't uh, expecting that. <clears throat> turtles is actually idw really yeah. yeah i thought turtles was boom no they did a they, crossover with the power rangers crossover but oh yeah. okay maybe that's what i'm thinking of okay but all right there y'all go we got four comic books down lots of news and uh we have a f- i think we have and the rickets and the rickets we got four full weeks of this. I, I'm pretty, I'm like 90. Yeah, four full weeks of this. I'm excited. Spooktober is always our favorite month because um, it really gets to bring out the, uh, you know, the, the the dark side of the panel discussion, I guess, in a little bit. Uh, just finding some just cool books that maybe a lot of people don't traditionally go for. Uh, you know, there's got to be some superhero books in the mix, but a dark twist on them, I'm sure. But uh, plenty of, of unique reads for all you to uh, enjoy. Yeah. Next week, I got a uh, superhero mix with horror. So, Do you? Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Sweet. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, but uh, Greg, hit your, hit your, hit your punchline. It's late. <laughs> Take it home. <laughs> Until next time. Don't forget, not all superheroes wear capes. Some have rickets. They sure <laughs> Some have podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>